in today's show. Let's look back at Monday's action. 11 games, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Today's show also, I don't know what I was going to say then, completely screwed it up. What I meant to say is thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There are 11 games on, so we're not going to request elaboration today. We're not going to do Watfo today. They'll be back tomorrow, so make sure you drop your Watfos in the comments below. And your elaborations, there'll be a poll for that up up on YouTube as well, where you can uh, vote for who you want me to uh, dive deeper into. But we are still going to talk news. There's not much in terms of long-range news that doesn't involve teams that play today. Um, But this one even involves the team that played today, but I thought I'd throw it up here anyway. And that is uh, Davis Bertans. He's going to be out at least another week with that ankle injury. Not that I think he's going to have any impacts. He's going to come back probably around the same time Rui Hachimura. He might not even be a joke. Like, he might be a 15-minute part of the rotation with Kuzma and Hachimura and Gafford and Harrell all in that front court. He's not going to have really any sort of... um, any sort of fantasy impact. And an update on the Locked On Championship League, the head-to-head format. Styles of Beyond still leads my team in eighth. Eh, not, going, not, not, not going greatest, not going too bad. I'm okay sitting in eighth there in head-to-head uh, Locked On Championships. So let's now go to look at the top ads over the last 24 hours. Um, in fantasy leagues, look at Taylor Horton Tucker up 43%. I think he's worthwhile streamer while LeBron is out, but that might be legit after today's game. LeBron might be back. We don't know. Um, I think he can still maintain some value when LeBron returns, but it won't be to this same level. The big stiffy, Bone Highland. Bone? Just the single bone? Just one bone. Bones Highland up 28%. Obviously, that was a shit-the-bed type of situation today. It was because he was hurt, so don't panic too much about that. Well, you can panic about the fact that he's hurt with his ankle. Um, but it wasn't just a terrible performance. He actually got hurt about four minutes in. Nasir Little, up 20%. I think with the uncertainty around Covington and Nance, uh, Lillard's back, so we'll see how that goes. But he'd been cutting into Covington's playing time anyway. I think it's a worthy move. And Killian Hayes, again, wasn't particularly good today, but his assists and steals are relevant for 12-team leagues. Eric Bledsoe is a great ad for this week. Kevin Herter, another one of those ads that got hurt today. Um, He's up 11%. Until we hear more about his hammy, I think he's a soft hold. And then Lou Dort up 11%. He's shooting the lights out at the moment. Dort, that is going to come back to earth. And we'll see where that leans. But yeah, for now, in 12-team leagues, no problem whatsoever with big Lugens Dort in that spot. No, my son is also named Bort. Um, all right, let's look at the top drops. Furkan Korkmaz down 15%. Clear 12 and probably 14-team league drop. DeAndre Hunter down 13%. He was already a drop, and he has even more of a drop now that he's out for the next two months. 
The Wave pulled DeAnthony Melton and then Shake Milton, both down 12 and 11% respectively. Milton's a clear drop. Melton appears to be that way. It really depends who I'd be adding, but I'd feel okay about dropping Melton as the uh, Grizzlies move back into the rotation pattern that we saw last season that really didn't afford him um, huge amounts of fantasy value. Drew Eubanks with only two games this week and Pirtle likely to return for one of them. Yep, if you need someone for the week, you drop him. Whiteside is only a streamer. He's down 10%. Canard down 8%. Curious decision to drop Canard considering the Clippers scheduled this week and now Terrence Mann's on the injury report. I'd be adding Canard. Duarte down 7.5. I get it. It's trending in the wrong direction and now he missed today's game. If you want to move on from him, I think it's all right. And Danny Green down 7%. He's not really a must-roster 12-team league guy in the first place, but... Uh, yeah, he's fine to, to drop and to stream in on necessary days. Guys, I want to tell you about something that we all have these bodily pains and stresses of everyday life, whether you're an athlete, working out at the gym, or just sitting in our chairs at work. Theragun can help you with that sort of stuff to get through your day tension-free. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. So try Theragun for 30 days, starting at $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. Okay, so why don't we just smash in, talk games. First one of them, the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs got the better of the um, Celtics in their last matchup, which was just a couple of days ago. But Boston was able to get the victory in this one, 98-92 on the road over the Cavs. Um, the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams. Rock DJ. He was scoreless. He played 13 minutes, and then he didn't play in the second half due to knee pain. They didn't say there was any specific injury, but he said it felt a bit tight and a little bit sort of Stinging, I think was the, I don't know, some sort of word like that. Anyway, wasn't a great um, description of his knee. We will obviously watch that scenario. Ennis Cantor played backup minutes in the um, in the second half while Aaron Neesmith was the starter. Cantor, we're not adding him in 12-team leagues. I don't think they'll start Cantor and Horford together. They'll go with um, Tatum at the four and bring another wing player in. But in a deeper league, Cantor might be an option if Williams is out. It does help Horford, of course, who played 32 here, had 17 and 9 with three threes and two blocks. Well, Jason Tatum remains a um, a buy low guy because he just can't hit jack shit. 35% again, 22, 8, and 5. Two threes, a steal, two blocks. Now, all of that is great, but why can't he hit shots? At least, encouragingly, he was 7 of 7 from the line. His free throws had been down this year. He is going to be a better shooter than this, but man, he is shithouse. 64th ranked player this year because he cannot shoot. That will improve. Uh, Marcus Smart. Improved, which is good. 14 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. While Schroeder, after having him on the sell high, he decided to uh, put in a very low usage performance. 14 points on 22%. No threes with 3 assists. He does remain must roster. I'm not sure that sticks once Jalen Brown returns. Neesmith, in his second half start, had just 4 points in 11 minutes. I think the guy that would get the biggest boost if they do start a wing instead of Rob Williams will probably be Langford. 
and not Neesmith, or it could be Grant Williams, who had 11 points in 24 minutes. He had three threes there as well. So he could be a short-term option if they do, in fact, um, not use, or if Rob Williams is hurt and um, and can't go. So that, that, that is a situation for us to monitor there for sure. For Cleveland, let's start with Evan Mobley. Could, was it the worst game of his career? Probably. He hurt his elbow. That's why he only played 29 minutes, but it was just a disaster. Zero for 11 from the field. That is shocking. One point, shitful. Nine rebounds, five assists, and two blocks. That's all really good. He just couldn't hit anything. And you worry a little bit now about the elbow problem. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. But with no Jarrett Allen in this game, no Kevin Love, no Lowry Markinen, um, their centers, we had eight Taco four minutes, and we had 35 Dean Wade minutes. They could be in some real strife if Mobley has to miss, and then Allen is still ill. Um, Darius Garland had 17 points with two assists, not his best night, but it was Chetty Osman's best. 26 points in 31 minutes for the Discman. Six triples, five assists, and two steals. And as long as Markinen and Sexton are out, Osman's going to get opportunities. Now, he hasn't always grabbed those opportunities, but he did today. And some really, really nice um, production there. At least a 12-team streamer. Ravishing Rick Rubio started. 28 points in 37 minutes with six rebounds and two assists. He's a must-roster player. And Isaac Okoro, look at that line. You go 12-5-3 with three steals, and you might get excited. I think he had seven points in the first four minutes, and then not much else after that. So I think some of those, I think four of those points may have come on steals that led to breakaway dunks also. So don't get too excited about that. Um, it is a nice line, but it is also something that really he hasn't shown any ability to be able to do consistently. Denzel the Hammer Valentine got minutes instead of Dylan Windler, 22 to Denzel, 11 to Windler. That's just of importance for deeper leagues, but it is still of importance to deeper leagues. All right, let's go on to the next game. We are looking here at the Sacramento Kings absolutely pounding the Detroit Pistons. Sacramento had to have multiple cigarettes after this pounding. 129-107, and it wasn't really that close. Halliburton was great. 17 points, 10 assists, 2 steals, and a block. My man, as some people have been calling it, the Me Too movement, Chemezi Metu, 16 and 10, 2 threes, 2 steals, and a block. Now, gigantic caveat, the biggest caveat you can find. It's against the Pistons. But this guy has shown that when he gets minutes, he's a good permanent producer. I think he's a 14-team league ad. I think he's a 12-team add potential guy. Talked about him last week already, earlier this week already, and I'll do it again today. He's absolutely worth an add in a 12-team league, if it makes sense for your squad. Darren Fox, still not right with the percentages, but 19-6-9 and nine with three steals. He is starting to improve. While Rashawn Holmes seemed to have a bit of a problem with his wrist, 19-9 and nine for Holmesy um, in under 30 minutes, while the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! Talked about how, I don't know when I talked about it, but I talked about him having this insane free throw rate. Um, he only got to the line twice here, and then it goes back to really pedestrian barn stuff. 15-6-1 with a steal and, and no blocks. Still shot well, he just didn't get to the line. I do think, and we've already seen it, he's the 29th ranked player for the season, but 45th over the last two weeks. He'll move back into that 50-70 to 70 range, I would imagine, as the season goes on. We also got 18 minutes of Marvin Bagley. He didn't do anything there to make me think, holy shit, this is a gold mine that's yet to be mined. He's still not good, but he did play, which is a uh, big change from not playing at all. Davion Mitchell had seven assists. He had two steals. There's value in getting steals and assists. We've talked about that with um, Killian Hayes. 
but he doesn't do enough to justify must roster status. 180th over the last two weeks for Davion. For the Pistons, let's uh, let's talk Killian Hayes as a nice little segue. Um, he was shit house. 23 minutes, zero points. He had three assists, a steal, a block, five rebounds. He was 0-5 from the field. It was a bad game, but let's be fair. It was a bad game for almost everybody on the Pistons, including their coach, Dwayne Casey, who remains horrendous. Dwayne, my guy, you do not need to play Corey Joseph. I don't need to see even six minutes of him. Saban Lee is there now. Joseph should never play again. And the fact that you're staggering Corey Joseph early in that game and not playing Cade and Killian together so you can get Joseph out there is absolute nonsense. Anyway, I think we might we might have seen the end of uh, Corey Joseph, who had 40% usage in his six minutes. Let's talk good now. Cade Cunningham, 25, 8, and 8, 5 threes and 2 steals. The uh, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball buy low bump. There you go. That's the buy low. The window's closed. Hope your fingers weren't in it. Sadiq Bay, the depressed penis, 28 minutes and 28 points. Four triples, four rebounds, two steals. Great stuff. Don't buy it. Don't get excited about it. Don't think that it's going to continue. Yeah, Cade can continue. Sadiq, I don't think so. While Alf... Stuart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. 27 minutes. It's encouraging. In a blowout. 8 points, 15 boards. Not a great line, but absolutely should be on a roster somewhere. Hamadou Diallo played minutes and probably is coming for Josh Jackson's rotation spot, I would guess, while it was an absolute fart from Jeremy Grant. 7 points in 27 minutes on 30% shooting. One rebound, one assist, one steal, and one block. He was a bee's dick away from being in my sell-high show today um, because I knew that there was going to be a drop-off in his production. Not like this, but, yeah, he fell off. Luca Garza back as the backup center, 5-7. and seven. Deeper leagues will want to look at him, but, yeah, not 12s and probably not 14-team leagues either. What a game this was. The Pelicans and the Wizards. The Pelicans were up huge in this game, and then the Wizards just steamrolled them in the second half to remain at the top of the Eastern Conference. That is a real phrase. The Wizards are at the top of the Eastern Conference. Um, 105 Washington, 100 New Orleans. Brandon Ingram still on a bit of a minutes limit, but had 31 points in 32 minutes. The shooting wasn't great, 39%, but great to see 11 of 12 from the line. While Josh the Hitman Hart played 38 minutes. He had 13, 12, and 5. I think that increase in minutes is largely due to the fact that Herbalife Jones did almost foul out. He had 5 fouls in his 19 minutes, so that bumped Hart's minutes. Hart is absolutely okay as a 12-team league guy. I don't think it continues. Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Vasilinovasas. Um, yeah, there we go. Vaselina Walsas. 37 minutes, 16 and 9 with a block. That's all right. I don't know why I even bothered that so much build up to say that's just fine. Devontae Graham, 14 points with four triples. While Nikhil Alexander Walker, man, I don't know who's been worse, him or Jeremy Grant or Evan Mobley. That's a stinker. Four points in 28 minutes. At least he had four assists, but you know he's going to have some shithouse nights shooting the ball, Alexander Walker. This is one of them. He probably realistically only has a spot on a punt field goal team. He's 175th over the last two weeks, which is disgusting. On to the Wizards, who had that gigantic comeback. Good for them. No Brad Beal. No Hachimura. No Bertans. No Bryant. Spencer Dinwiddie upped his usage. Great sell high for Dinwiddie here. 27, 5, and 9. Two steals and four triples. You don't get two steals or four triples or 34% usage from Dinwiddie all that often. Denny Avdia also looked pretty good. 11 and 10 in 28 minutes with two steals and a block. Not saying we need to do much with him outside of very, very deep leagues. But, yeah, that's... That's not um, 
it's not something to completely ignore. I guess I'll put it that way. He's he's playing some really good defense. Um, he is yeah, the double double. There's nice. Just watch that. The Daniel Gafford Montrez Harrell split remains curious. Twenty four minutes apiece here. We are seeing Gafford's minutes go up, and we are seeing Harrell's minutes come down. Gafford had six and five with three blocks. Poor field goal percentage. That should go up, but the blocks are interesting. While Harrell had 15 points in 24 minutes. And that free throw percentage, which had been so high, was not. It was down to 64% on 11 attempts. He'd been going at like 90 plus and was really pushing his value through the roof. This dropped him down significantly. 38th now over the last two weeks. I think he was 14th before today's game. Um, And that 30 minutes a night, 32 minutes a night he was getting, that's down as well. We're getting back to the Montrez Harrell zone. The 26 to 27 minutes. We'll see what happens with the free throws. But he could end up going from a guy who was a top 15 player, honestly, to a guy that's the 100th ranked player. That's a distinct possibility as the minutes normalize, as the percentages come down. It wasn't his best night, and we're seeing that split between the two. The future MVP, Cole Kuzma, had eight points in 31 minutes with eight rebounds. He was shithouse. 20% shooting. Um, he's been fine, but he's not a top 120 player this season. And in category leagues, if you're doing that without Hachimura around, I don't really see how you're going to get much better when Rui returns. He probably should be on a 12-team league roster, but it's not It's not a guarantee. There's no no like real huge, I don't think, um, you know, top 100-ish sort of upside with Kuzma really at all. But what I do know is there's a bunch of upside by getting your auto parts at Rock Auto. You don't want to go to a local chain auto parts store. It's ridiculous. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. They can't possibly have everything you need. And when they go to order it, it's going to cost you more money because they're just going to order the parts that their warehouse happens to carry. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. You can get brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, save 30, 50, 70, 100% on these products. There's no point in buying them from that local chain store. It's ridiculous. Go to Rock Auto. So get your make and model. Go to Rock Auto. Check out their website and the huge catalog. Put all the parts that you need into your cart and when you go to check out in their How Did You Hear About Us box, write Locked On so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. With football season in full swing, basketball year is cracking along and you guys are placing your bets and the odds and props and lines and everything is there and it's a better line. They've redesigned their website, so go to that new redesigned website and Sign up using the promo code LOCKEDON and you get a 50% welcome match deposit bonus. From basketball to football to the NHL to UFC to boxing and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all of the great offers that BetOnline has for this upcoming season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's move on to the fourth game of the day. The Orlando Magic they uh, they didn't get the job done against the Hawks. The Hawks win their second in a row, 129-111. Cole Anthony's insane run continues, 29 points in 36 minutes on 58% shooting. He had 11 assists and two steals. He is a sell high because he's the 14th ranked player over the last two weeks, shooting astonishing numbers. I don't know what's going to happen when Markel Fultz returns, but at this point, you cannot remove Anthony from the starting line. You just can't do it. But there's going to be some drop-off in his efficiency. I feel pretty confident in that. Once again, Wendell Carter Jr. played more minutes than Mo Bamba. 15 and 9 for Wendell with three threes of steel and a block. Remember how I used to talk about Wendell Carter for years, about how I think he can be a really good fantasy player. What we're seeing now is, you know, why? These are the numbers that I thought he could get. It's taken a while to get there, 
But we're here. Bamba had five points, but two steals. Oh, sorry, two blocks, three steals, eight rebounds, and four assists on 20% shooting. I think, look, he's still the better fantasy player on a permanent basis, Bamba, compared to Carter. But I think he is going to hurt more when Isaac returns. Franz Wagner, who'd been struggling a little bit, had 19 points on 50% shooting. He had two threes with three assists. So good to see a big game coming there. I think there will be a time when he transitions into a droppable player. With Suggs out, Gary Harris started. He had eight points in 30 minutes. And why they only played Roderick Hampton um, 15 minutes, i got no idea. 7-5-5 five, and five for RJ. He should have been playing a lot more. And Terrence Ross was just jacking every shot in the world. 19 points on 19 shots. He was taking some dreadful shots in this game. He did have three threes, um, but 42% shooting, and he is only a very, very deep league player. For the Atlanta Hawks, Clint Capella, I reckon he might be all right. 20 and 16, 34 minutes, three steals and two blocks on 89%. So it's just good to see the minutes push up and the production look great. Well, Johnny Collins had 23 points. He added two steals and two blocks with three boards and 14 free throw attempts for the Baptist. Trey Young was good, not great, but good especially the two or four from the Lions, annoying, but 23, four, and six, while Bogdan Bogdanovich had 20 points and four triples. Now, I referenced this earlier, but fan of pants Kevin Herter, he started for DeAndre Hunter and then didn't play in the second half due to hamstring tightness. He only had four, five, and two, and his upside's not particularly high, but I would hold him until we get at least an update. Well, if you wanted to add someone, maybe it's Reddish. He played 25 minutes, eight points, two threes. He'd been on an insane cold streak, finally hit a shot. I think he'd missed all, every shot for the last two games prior to this. He hit two triples for eight points, but he's not the highest priority sort of add. Lou Williams added in 11 points off the bench while it was Solomon Hill who actually got the start with Hunter and then Herder out for the second half of this game. Not um, not Reddish moving into the starting lineup. It doesn't appear that Nate McMillan likes using Reddish as a starter. Let's look at the Indiana Pacers. They lose to the Knicks 84-92. to Another one of those games where the Knicks starters stink and then the bench rescues him. But let's look at Indiana first. Good to see. Big game from Sabonis. 21 and 15 in 40 minutes. It's, Carlisle is playing insane minutes to some of these blokes. Like 37 for Brogdon, who had 27, 8, and 7. I'd be selling high on Brogdon every opportunity I could. Like he is putting up high usage, but big minutes. And I just don't think his body can handle it, to be fair. Karis Levert, he was on the buy low show today. He shot 36%, but he did go 7 of 7 from the line. 17-3-3 with two steals. He's still nowhere near where he needs to be, and there's a lot of improvement. While Miles Turner was on the sell high, he had three points. Um, he only took four shots, hit one of them. At least he had two blocks, but it was a disgustingly bad performance considering where Turner had been, and this obviously dropped his ranking all the way down uh, over the last two weeks from fifth down to 11th with a bad night there. We had hoped that the usage would stay up, but 7%. That's really, really bad. Justin Holiday made his spot start with Duarte out. He had eight points. Uh, while well, Timothy John McConnell, He'd been shooting red hot, like I think 60% from three. He shot uh, 13% overall here. Two points in 23 minutes, and I'm more interested in the minutes. Like, this is what I've said for McConnell all season. I don't believe that Carlisle will play him 27 minutes a night. We saw the minutes go up when Brogdon went down and Levert was out. And now Brogdon and Levert are back. Duarte wasn't there, but McConnell's minutes went down. When Duarte plays, will TJ, if TJ plays 20 a night, all he is is a luxury stash in case of injury. But you know, in a daily changes league, you can't afford that sort of luxury most of the time. So watch, hold. But if Duarte's back and TJ plays 20, it's very hard. Look, you're justifying just waiting for someone to go down. And in a daily changes league, you can't really do that. 
Manuel, quickly, I'm adding him in 16-team leagues, maybe even 14. 16 points with four threes in 23 minutes. He Now, Tom Thibodeau, if there's a stubborn asshole out there, it's him. Um, he should be starting over Fournier, I reckon. Um, he, he should be. Uh, I just think it's as simple as that at this point. He's clearly um, playing better. Um, what do you have? 16 points with four triples, while Fournier had seven points in 24 minutes. I reckon you can jettison the, the disease scrotum. I don't think his upside is high enough to hold through this bullshit. Quickly is an interesting grab. Kemba Walker got red hot early, 16 points, but only played 20 minutes because the starters once again got killed. 73% from Kemba, I would hold him. Or Derek Rose had 14, 5, and 7. Now, Rose's numbers are going to fluctuate, but I think he's worth at least a 12-team look. Um, Mitchell Robinson got hurt, so we got 29 minutes of Taj Gibson. Two points, eight rebounds. He's worth a 12-team grab if you're in need of big man stats because Noel and Robinson are both hurt. Mitch hurt his uh, ankle in this one. Um, while uh, Rowan Barrett, just another bad night. 12 points, three threes, six rebounds, 31% shooting. Bad from the line, no steals, no blocks, one assist. Any evidence of this guy improving he must be invisible to me. And I know that people really love this bloke, but this is a cold stretch. And it really does tie in with so many of the fantasy deficiencies he has. He's the 250th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's 173rd for the season. If you're in a 10-team league, I guarantee you can do better. In a 12-team league, you probably can. I, I would be more inclined to hold, but he's a part of that starting unit that's getting killed. And his numbers are shocking. He will be better, but it's rough. Um, what about the double royal? Julius Randle. This is first season in New York Randall stuff. 11 and 11 with five assists on 33%. He missed his free throw. He's the 82nd ranked player over the last two weeks. We all expected him to have some sort of a drop-off from last year. Because we said, like, he's at one year of proving to be a 40% shooter. Went from 29 to 40. There's the addition of these other players. I don't think it'd be this bad. He was the fifth ranked player after two weeks this year. And it's dropped way off. So he's gone from a giant sell high into probably a bit of a buy low. But I am cautious because this is who he was in New York. This is who he was in LA. This is who he was in New Orleans. This is the player he was. And he had one 72-game season of being much better than that. And now he's reverted back. So who is the real Julius Randle? Uh, that, that's a question I can't answer at this point. But I'd love to be able to know what the answer to it is because he is not playing particularly well. I would try to buy low. But I'd be really, really cautious, and I absolutely would not be expecting a return to the form of last season from him. All right, let's go to the next game, the Miami Heat on the road. They comfortably handle the Oklahoma City Thunder, 103-90. to No Butler and no Adebayo, so an impressive win. Hero was great, 26-7-6 with five threes and two steals, while Dunk Robinson really stepped it up as well. 21 points, five triples. That's great from Dunk. Last couple of games have been good. I don't, still don't think he's a 12-team league guy. Lowry, eh. I thought, you know, he could be a bit better with those guys out, but we talked about him on the Sal High show that there was some stuff that was going to fall away. 11 points with 11 assists there, and The Undertaker had 8-7 and seven with a steal and three blocks to Wayne Dedman in a fill-in start for Adebayo. Max Struess off the bench added in 13 points while KZ Okpala was pushed into action. 8-7 and seven for Okpala with an assist and a steal. The Heat went really small. Instead of using Omer Yetseven as the backup center, they, really, they ran with Okpala. Uh, or PJ Tucker, whoever you want to phrase it, as the backup center. So really only played one center for most of the game Well, with Deadman there with 29 minutes and then uh, without a center for a lot of it. For the Thunder, Josh Giddy, the shooting's still not great, but nine rebounds, nine assists, one steal, two blocks, gets it done. Lou Dort, 
fourth straight 20-point scoring game. He is a 12-team league ad for now. 20 points, four threes uh, on 50% shooting. While Jeremiah Robinson, I really like what this guy can do. I am worried about the minutes ups and downs. I think he's more of a 14-team league ad, but I'd add him in those. 16 points, four threes, and a block for him, while Baisley had seven points on seven assists, but added one steal and five blocks for Baisley. Holy shit. And Pokyashevsky had 11 points. It was a stinker from Shea. 10 points on 18%. His numbers have been not... They haven't been the best in terms of the shooting numbers, but he's still like a 19th ranked player over the last two weeks. I wouldn't be you know, panicking or doing anything silly or thinking that it's a buy low or I have to sell him or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's just a bad night for Shea Gilgis. Alexander, the Nuggets, they were up big in this one and the Mavericks claw them back 111-110 in the end. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Thirty-seven minutes, thirty-five, sixteen, and six with two blocks. What a stupidly good line that is from Jokic. Well, Monty Morris is absolutely coming into twelve-team discussions. Seventeen points, eight assists, and a triple-one. With all the injuries, he is worth adding. And Aaron Gordon has some back-end twelve-team value too. Fourteen and seven. Let's talk about the big stiffy Bones Highland because he was the popular ad. We talked about him a lot, right? After four minutes, he sprained his ankle. So you look at the line, you go two points in eleven minutes. Absolutely shit. Like that's shit house. There's no denying that. He sprained his ankle after about four minutes. He, I think, sat out about two quarters before he came in and then came back in, played like six minutes, and then went out again with his ankle sore. So he ended up playing just 11 minutes for two points. We don't know when Will Barton's returning. It was not a good game from Bones. If you want to move... Look, the upside for Highland is, is immense, but getting there is tough. This is the opportunity for him with Barton out, with Porter out. But when those guys come back... He'll be like a a 20-minute-a-night streaming type of player. If you want to move on and grab someone for Tuesday, I I get it. I get it. Like, I'd prefer, like, uh, a Vassal or a Metu, 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 as more longer-term guys with sustained value. But I still... This is not representative of what Bones brings. The ankle injury had a huge impact here, but we do worry about where he sort of fits. He had been in double digits for three straight games and over 20 minutes for three straight games before this one. Um, This was just a bad night. In general, I'd like to hold but I get it if you don't. Bol Bol was pressed into action. Seven points in 11 minutes for Bol. You don't need to add him in any fantasy leagues. Well, for the Dallas Mavericks. Porzingis. Oh, yeah. Kristaps Porzingis. Is he good? Maybe. 29-11, five threes, two steals, and a block. And by maybe, I mean, yes, he's good. He's always been good. We just had all these confidence issues or playing time or injuries or whatever. Yeah, I loved picking him in the 50s where you could get him in drafts. He is now... like. With the 20th ranked player over the last two weeks. We talked, ad, again, ad nauseum. On a per-game basis, he can be top 20. I don't think he will be, but he can be. And he's showing us now how he does it. Keep an eye on this, because at the end of the game, Luka Doncic sprained his ankle. He ended up with 23, 8, and 11, two steals and a block, with shocking percentages. But watch the ankle. Well, Tim Hardaway had 19 points, and Brunson had 17, 2, and 6. Now, Brunson should already have been rostered, but if he's not, now's absolutely the time to get him, with Doncic maybe hurt. Finney Smith still not really producing much. He's just a stream guy. And then Bullock and Powell and Nilakina, they're just sort of bringing up the rear, not doing a huge amount there. But good to see Porzingis in form. Bad to see uh, Luca hurting his ankle, unfortunately. Hopefully, again, it's nothing too serious. Um, this game wasn't all that serious. The Rockets and the Grizzlies, 136 Memphis, 102 Houston. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate had 14 and 9, but he didn't play particularly well, just 25 minutes. I think his upside is so low that if you want to you know, take flyers on someone like Metu, it makes sense. 
Daniel Tice played 21 minutes. He had a horrendous amount of turnovers in this one. Um, 10 points, five rebounds. He's just a streamer. While uh, let's, we had this guy on the buy buy low show, cousin Kev. Uh, he was somehow worse. Seven points on 18 percent. Now he did have, to be fair to him, he did have a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Two threes, two rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. But horrible percentages, and then hurt his thigh and didn't return. I am holding him, but holy shit, he makes it hard. 15 points for Jalen Green. My issue with Jalen Green from a fantasy perspective before the season was he might score and it will be inefficient. And what else does he do? And that's sort of the question I still have. 15, 2, and 1 with a steal. I am still holding him, but I don't think his fantasy potential this year is particularly high because I don't know what else he's going to do apart from score. I need something more. I am holding, but not for long. Alperen Sengun had 9 and 5 in 18 minutes as Steven Silas did not make a change to his rotation. Um, well, actually, he did. He brought DJ Augustin back, who'd been out of the rotation. While the crucifix Christian Wood continues to be shit. At least he hit his free throws, but 11, 3, and 4, no blocks. Can't block shots at the moment. Can't hit shots. Um, he's not a drop, but he's outside the top 200 over the last two weeks. That's uh, obviously dreadful. Um, ja Morant only played 25 minutes, 22, 6, and 6. 60% shooting, a great night. You're going to be shocked again to know that Dylan Brooks led this team in usage. 16 points with three assists and two steals. He just takes too many shots. He's already back under 43% shooting. The usage and the minutes is all fine for 12-team leagues. But he does lack in a lot of areas, and he is going to hurt your field goal percentage plenty of times. Desmond Bain, 12-5-3. It's hard to judge too much with this game because it was just such an ass-kicking that we don't really know, know how players are going to produce against decent opponents, which this wasn't one of them. Bain is probably a drop in 12 team leagues. Brandon Clark had a nice one, one steal, three blocks, 100% shooting, but again, shocking opponent. While Jaron Jackson, 18 and 7, he also had a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Stephen Adams, I, I, can't, I can't peg this guy. Like, I can't. Two points in 21 minutes. He's all over the shop. The numbers are so wild. The inconsistency doesn't make him a must-roster 12-team league player. While, unfortunately, you know I love the guy. You know I think he's a big, impactful player. But if he's not going to play, you can't hold on to DeAnthony Mountain. We're back to the same shit as last year. Five points in 17 minutes. The three steals are nice. I think maybe he's just reduced to being a steal streamer. I loathe to drop a guy that I know is a good basketball player and I know can be a good fantasy producer. But if the coach doesn't know it and the coach doesn't see it and the coach doesn't respect the game that he brings with enough minutes, then what are we doing here? Jerking ourselves off over a 15-minute performance. I think maybe, again, it depends who you're adding, but he's got to be on the chopping block. Like, he has to be. In this sort of role, with Dylan Brooks commanding the offense, um, Melton has to be on the chopping block. Has to be. Given the way that things are playing out in these first couple of games with uh, with Brooksy starting. All right, now go on to the next game, ninth game of the day. The Phoenix Suns get the win over the Wolves, 99 to 96. Devin Booker again was good, 29 five and five, two steals and two threes. He's now up to the 35th ranked player this year, 21st over the last two weeks, 48 fantasy points here. The assists are rolling in for Booker, which is great. While Chris Paul another big night, 21 eight uh, eight assists and a steal. Hasn't been really doing it through big scoring numbers, but he's now the sixth-ranked player over the last two weeks. Absolutely rolling. And it was good to have DeAndre Ayton back. Not only was he back, but he played 33 minutes, and he had a big night. We talked yesterday, or I talked yesterday, about why does it seem like Kaminsky and McGee can have big games, but Ayton struggles to do it? Well, he did it. It was great. 22 and 12. Unfortunately, there was no threes, no steals, no blocks, and only one assist. But good counting stats there. 
Bridges struggled. I think he's a massive buy low. Seven points in 33 minutes for him. Well, uh, Jay Crowder. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. O of nine shooting for two points is pretty stinky. And uh, Cam Johnson had seven points there. Not much else. Frank Kaminsky, by the way, obviously a drop. Three points in four minutes. On to the uh, Wolves. Townsy, 40 minutes, 35 and 13 with five threes. Great, great stuff for him. Unfortunately, D'Angelo Russell decided that he was going to be the best player in the world at the end of the night. He had 22 points and 21 shots, Russell. That's still okay for fantasy, apart from the percentage. But four assists, two steals. He's playing at a decently high level, but he's just so annoying to watch. While it was an absolute stinker from Goose, Anthony Edwards. Well, a stinker in terms of shooting. 33% true shooting. He was 29 from the field. Uh, sorry, no, he wasn't. He was 18 from the field. He was 67 from the line. He had nine points, but 12 boards, six assists, one steal, three blocks. That gives you a ton of hope that when the shooting's there, like just producing in those other areas. While Malik Beasley had 12 points on 14 shots, added four triples. He is not a 12-team league player. Not a great night from Beverly. I still think he's a solid 12-team hold, 10 points in 34, while the Vanderbilt and McDaniels situation continues to be unproductive and confusing. 24 minutes for Vanderbilt in the start, 30 minutes for McDaniels off the bench. Naz Reed was out. So uh, Chris Finch went really short with the rotation. He only used eight guys, and then one of those was a Kogi who had uh, a scoreless 14 minutes before back spasms ended his night. We didn't get any Prince or McLaughlin or Nathan Knight who was active to be the backup center. They just went very, very short with that rotation. And uh, in the end, they end up uh, losing the game. All right, let's go on to the next game now, the Toronto Raptors and the Portland Trailblazers. The Raptors lose in the end, 113-118. There was no Wiki Chris Boucher. There was no Big Sneeze, Precious Achua. So, of course, Nick Nurse decided to just play the shit out of everybody. The Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarfs? OG. Blizziago stop, ones. OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. I've had numerous people over the last 24 hours approach me. Hey, do I need to like panic and sell off OG? Like, I'm really worried about Siakam returning. He had 29 points in 41 minutes with six triples, three steals, and six rebounds. I think he's fine. I, I think he's all right. Van Vliet, one game after missing for a groin injury, played 40 minutes. Now, I, I shit on some of the stuff that Tom Thibodeau does with minutes. What Nick Nurse does is bordering on just as bad. And you worry about the injuries of these guys. 16, 6, and 7, four triples, two steals, and a block. It's great for fantasy, but there's just too much playing time. Siakam had 20 and 6 with 6 assists. Good from him. And then Gaz, Trent, another 40 minutes for Gaza. 18 uh, points, two triples, two steals. Now, I'd say that he's a sell high, but he just keeps doing it. He keeps getting big steals. He keeps shooting efficiently, and he keeps getting big minutes. Just enjoy it. It's, it's, it's been great. While um, Scott Barnes, 40 minutes, 18 and 8, a perfect 6 of 6 from the line. Unfortunately, only two assists, no defensive stats, no threes, and poor field goal percentage. Wasn't his greatest night, but you know, these all these starters are putting up gigantic numbers and gigantic minutes. Aside from that, it's not much there, is there? Goran Dragic went from starting to not playing. Flynn and Banton took the backup point guard minutes. Svee played eight minutes only, while the big tree himself, Ken Birch, played 21 minutes. There is not enough, I don't think, for Achua or for Boucher to be anywhere close to 12-team league guys when they return. For the Blazers, let's start with Yusuf, uh, Yusuf Nurkic. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. So after the bullshit that we were fed from Chauncey Billups in the offices, no, we're going to, nah, guys, listen, guys, listen, guys, we're going to really make him a key part of things. We're going to really feed the ball in. We're going to make him a big part of our offense. We love him. We love the big fella. We love Big Nurk. 
He's going to put up some big numbers. Um, that's obviously horseshit because he doesn't love him. Now, Nurkic, before today, despite playing 25 minutes a game, was the 70th ranked player, which is not that far off where you drafted him. Unfortunately, today he played 18 minutes. It wasn't that he was a negative, it was a plus four. He had five points, he had 14 boards, he had nothing else. It is trending in the wrong direction in a really, really fast manner. I'm not even sure that it's a buy low, to be fair. I just don't like what's going on here. I also don't like what's going on with Bob Covington. So we look at it and we go, all right, that's good. Three triples, 11 points, three blocks. But he did all that like by the end of the third quarter. He only played 23 minutes. That's low minutes for three consecutive games for Covington. Closing the game with Nance and Little instead of Covington and Nurkic. <laughs> three triples and three blocks is great from Covington, but do I really expect him to maintain top 100 value playing 23 minutes a night? I, I don't. And I, I do think it's getting real close to being a drop. Larry Nance, 15 and 5. 100% from the field, 23 minutes. Would I add him? Personally, probably not. I still think it's going to be just a complete, like, I don't know what the right word is. Kids, cover your ears. Like a complete fuck show of nonsense with this team. But 15 points in 23 minutes is all right. But him and Little and Covington and Nurkic, it's going to be all over the shop. Add him in 14s. I'm not massively in on 12s. Simons went from starting to playing 16 minutes, drop him in 12s. While Little played 25 minutes, closed over Covington. But unless he gets 28 or 29, I don't really think he's going to be a 12-team league guy. It's worth taking that flyer. Um, but sometimes it doesn't work out. That's why you take the flyers. That's why you churn through. Because Lillard returned. One game off from the abdominal injury, 40 minutes game. Go do it. All right, cool. 24, 4, and 8, two steals and a block. It's not a perfect game game, but it's fine. In fact, it's pretty good. 47% shooting, while um, CJ McCollum had 29 points, six assists, six triples, a steal, and two blocks. His shooting had been off, and it was good to see it come back on. Bit of a stinker from Normie Powell as well. 12 points in 32 minutes. That's a couple of real turds in a row from Powell. Didn't hit any threes. And he's one of those guys, again, when the shots don't go in, when he's not hitting threes, what's he doing? And the answer is nothing in this game. Yeah, that's nothing. No threes, one assist. He's still holding him, but he's been relatively uh, inconsistent, I would say, this season. All right, so let's take it on to the last game of the night. The Chicago Bulls smash the Lakers, 121-103. It was a revenge game for Lonzo Ball. 38 minutes, 27 points, 7 triples, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals. I think it's more likely that it was the um, Locked On Fantasy Basketball buy low boost, which is way more real than revenge games. He was on the show earlier today. He went bananas here. We talked about how ridiculous his low field goal percentage was and he was going to come up and his assist numbers were low and they came up. It was massive. So was DeMar DeRozan with 38.6 assists. DeRozan has been, this is like, he's what, 32 years of age? This is the best season of his career by a gigantic margin. He is dominating teams. I didn't expect him to become the number one scorer, number one usage player on this team. He has been, and he's been doing it at a fantastic level. Yeah, hats off to him. I thought it was a weird signing. He has been, literally, never has he played better than this in his life. It's amazing stuff. 38.6 assists, two triples. Great stuff. Zach Levine was good. 26 points, 6 triples, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. The Bulls are killing it. They're, re- they're playing really well. Um, speaking of revenge games, Alex Caruso with a big one again. Oh, hang on. Zero points on one shot. This is what I mean by revenge games. You can cherry pick Lonzo Ball against a team that he played for four years ago or three years ago. 
But then a guy that we just had a podcast announced talking about how insulted he was by the Lakers offer and how low it was and how annoying and all that sort of stuff. And he comes out and takes one shot in 34 minutes. And my point about these revenge games is there's nothing actionable. You can't bet on them. You can't use it for DFS. You can't use it for fantasy start hits because it doesn't work. Zero points for Caruso. Five assists and two steals. That's why you have him. That's why you roster him. That's about spot on for him. Absolutely fine. Tony Bradley played 27 minutes, six and nine. Eh, look, he's fine for a stream for this week, but that's probably about it. Um, there's a lot of garbage time in this game. Speaking of garbage, Kobe White returned. 11 minutes. Didn't score. Had one rebound. Do not worry about him in 12-team leagues. He's a, he's not going to be there. He's going to be better than this, right? But there's just not enough there in terms of touches and minutes for him to be a must-roster 12-team league guy. You could stream him in. The minutes will improve, but he's just not going to get to that level. More 14 to 16 teams. Um, Javante Green with White back played only 14 minutes. He went from a starter. He could find himself out of the rotation coming up, I would think. For the Lakers... Big game from Taylor Horton Tucker. Yes, LeBron was out. Ariza's out. Nunn's out. They're not coming back anytime soon. LeBron, maybe. But, you know, those other two, no. And then Anthony Davis was ejected. THT had 28 points, four triples, six rebounds. He was great. He is worth an ad. He looked awesome out there. Westbrook had 25, six, and eight, and was 90% from the line. That is, as uh, as Sheev would say. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. Davis had 20 points in his 28 minutes before being ejected. And honestly, there's not much else to talk about. Avery Bradley did jack shit. Wayne Ellington was crap. Carmelo Anthony, we've seen the wheels start to fall off here. Nine points in 27 minutes. He did have two steals, but zero threes. He could not keep that level up. It was as plain as dog's balls. The biggest knackers on the biggest dog you could see. He was going to fall off. I hope you traded him for a top 100 guy. I remember when I said that, he was a sell high. Someone commented on a video saying, nah, he's actually going to get better from here. I laughed. Maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he does get better. He won't. You can, uh, I don't know if you can drop him, but you can get pretty bloody close to dropping him. Horton Tucker is by far easily the fourth best player on this team, THT. Maybe the third. He's definitely the fourth best player on this team, though. All right. Let's look at the lines of the night. Went down to the wire. The monstrous line line ends up at Lonzo Ball. Wow. Revenge game Lonzo gets the monstrous. The waiver wire goes to the Discman, CD Arsman. The young gun is Cole Anthony. And the dart of the night, there's a few I could have picked from, but it goes to Evan Mobley. When you go over 11 from the field, it's pretty bloody hard to recover from that, even though he was dealing with an elbow uh, elbow injury. Let's look at the top 10 players. Um, Lonzo Ball should be at number one on the list. I've got him at number four. Um, he is at number one. It's him, then DeRozan, Towns, Porzingis, Capella, Cole Anthony, Big Chungus, CJ McCollum, Tyler Hero, and Cade, sorry, bust Cade Cunningham in there at number 10. The top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. CD Osman, Chemezi Metu, I think he's a 12-team pickup. Monty Morris, short-term 12-team pickup. Denny Avdia, deeper leagues. Brandon Clark, same. Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Jeremiah Robinson Earl, the hyphen boys. Um, JRE, I'm really watching Joe Rogan here to see where he fits in terms of this rotation. And he's absolutely a 12-team watch list. And he's a 14-team maybe at. Larry Nance, add him in 14s. I don't hate it in 12s. You know, I've thought a little bit more from when I talked earlier. I don't hate adding him in 12s because the way that things are trending is in his direction. But I still think it's going to be a complete shit show in terms of how that rotation goes most nights. Quickly, talked about him already. Not a bad 14-team ad. And the Italian cock, 
Danilo Gallinari played really well. And with the injuries piling up there, maybe he can be a short-term 14-team league player. In points leagues, the top 10 players today, Jokic, Capella, Doncic, Porzingis, four Euros in a row. DeRozan, Dinwiddie, Towns, Lonzo Ball, Cole Anthony, and to round out the top 10, Darren Fox. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're on YouTube, thumb me up, leave your comments down below, ring the notification bell, and subscribe. Please, please, just subscribe. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.